you're listening to the Influencer Podcast, episode number five. In last week's episode, we chatted with Caitlin Bristow and Sean Booth from ABC's The Bachelorette. They shared their secrets on the importance of staying real with your influence. In this week's episode, we dive deep into growing a brand using affiliate marketing and how to stick out among the social saturation with business development manager for Shopstock Collective, Deanna Ritter. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. Each week, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist and New York Times bestselling publicist, takes you behind the scenes with successful influencers, bloggers, and industry elites in conversation to share how they engage, persuade, and grow their unique influence. Her mission is to share exclusive insider tips, wisdom, and action-based tools to help you strengthen, monetize, and build your own industry-leading influence. Hey, influencers, and welcome to this week's episode. I am really looking forward to chatting with today's guest, someone that I've had the privilege with working with as an influencer and publisher myself for the last two years, the refreshing Deanna Ritter. Deanna is a leader in the influencer marketing industry as business development manager for Shopstar Collective. Um, There, she leads efforts on account management for West Coast influencers. Now, I know that if you are a blogger listening right now, you probably know exactly exactly who and what Shopstyle Collective is. Shopstyle Collective is a network of publishers and influencers. They provide influencers with the tools, data, opportunities, and guidance needed to grow their brand community and extend the reach for their voice across all platforms. Shopstyle Collective works with over 18,000 influencers within their community and works with over 1,400 national retailers and brands. What is truly special about Deanna and Shopstyle Collective is their genuine need and desire to develop relationships with influencers and brands in a way that just leads to authentic and long-term business growth. I use the word refreshing when referring to Shopstyle Collective and their team because they just have this unique way of really making influencers feel that their voice and their brand and their platform truly matter, no matter how big or large their following is. And that is really hard to find in this business, which just makes them that much more special. They really do honor the importance of teaching influencers how to think and feel for themselves. And they really do strive to offer a platform that can support their goals and growth. So I'm so excited to dive into our conversation today. Hi, Deanna. Hey, thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. Of course. Well, I do. I, I mean it. And it really does come from a place of, of my heart. Just, you know, being a blogger and influencer myself, I know how hard it can be to kind of navigate these waters. And, and I just so appreciate everything that, um, that you guys do for us. So, you know, that's why I'm really excited just to kind of dive in. And Diana, if you can give us a quick background on really how ShopStyle got started and how you got started with ShopStyle. Sure. So um, we've always had shopstyle.com, which is basically a consumer-facing site for shopping. Um, You can basically search for whatever it is. I personally love it because if I'm looking for maybe Mark Fisher shoes, but I maybe don't want to pay full price, I can search for it on ShopStyle and all of the retailers that carry them will come up. I can set sale alerts for myself and it's just really awesome. Um, so what's amazing about ShopStyle is we're able to use all of that data on collective to bring to influencers to use on their sites to monetize. Um, I've been working with ShopStyle Collective for about a year and a half, almost two years. And really, I just came across it. I'm 
personally just an avid reader of bloggers and follow bloggers. And I've always been really inspired by their business. And it was just kind of like the perfect, the perfect fit. That's so cool. Um, if you could go into more detail as well, just for those who may not really fully understand exactly what an affiliate network or community is and really why that's so important to the careers of influencers and publishers. Absolutely. So like you mentioned, we have about 1400 retailers and brands under the shop style database. And what's great about monetizing is that really gives influencers and bloggers the opportunity to not only make money, but really be able to deep dive into their business and create strategy and get more analytical with all of the data and all of the details. So basically, like I mentioned, we're using shop style as our database and pulling in all of the information from retailers like a Nordstrom or a Bloomingdale's or an Old Navy. And basically we have all of that product in our system so that bloggers are able to go through and search for the products that they're wearing or that they're loving and really provide um, more links on their blogs, the product images. This way they can share that with their followers and readers. And it really creates a way to just expand an influencer's business. And what types of influencers do you and ShopStyle Collective typically work with? So I would definitely say the main focus of the influencers that are using our network are definitely fashion focused. Um, but that's not to say that say DIY bloggers or home bloggers aren't able to use us as well because we have such a broad range of retailers. Um, and I think that in the future, what we'd love to do and what we're hoping to do is to work more with these bloggers who maybe are in a little bit more of a niche community, like the DIYs or the homes or the food bloggers. That's so cool. I know that that I feel like in this space um, of influencing and blogging, the more that we dive into it, kind of the more niche that it's getting, um, mm-hmm. which I think in a lot of ways is really is really kind of cool, um, which kind of leads into my next question. And I would love to get a little behind the scenes for a moment, if we can, from your perspective and kind of what you see every day on your end. You know, I know that a big challenge that you see influencers face is kind of that balance of authenticity and staying organic, um, especially when you know, one may not be niche or or may not have focused down and it kind of really just feels oversaturated. Could you explain a little as to what that idea of organic and authentic means from your side of the business? And what are some specific tips that an influencer who may be listening could use to try and stay as organic as possible? Definitely. So for me, um, and like you said, we when you introed us, we're, it's really important for us to create and establish a real relationship as a partner for the influencers using our program and that are just in our network. And I think it's really about being vocal and having those conversations up front and talking about, you know, what is your main focus? What's your 10 year plan? I know right now you're focusing on fashion content, but what do you want to focus on and what do you want to put out into that, into the space and into the community? What are the retailers that you 
are working with now, but maybe you have dream retailers, your wish list that you want to work with, and really communicating your future plans and what you're striving to be. This way, basically on my end internally, I'm having these conversations with you and I know what's important to you. And then I can go to my team and our campaign team and say, this influencer really wants to work with this brand. They're not there yet, but they really want to get there. These are the campaigns that they're looking to have. This is the sponsored content that they're looking to work on so that we know what your main focuses are and what your goals are. So this way we can support you in that. And that's what I think is so, you know, again, like refreshing and unique about Shop Style Collective and really about you is that you really do go above and beyond to try and build and establish that relationship with the publisher or influencer, you know, I say publisher, you know, blogger, essentially. Um, and I think that that's so important and, and so unique because a lot of times, you know, as, as a blogger, you can really kind of feel that disconnect and you feel like that you don't have any sense of direction or you don't really know where to go. Go and you're just kind of pulling at, you know, different kinds of strings. And so I really applaud you guys for trying to be so intentional when you do that and you do such a fantastic job about it. And it really allows for the influencer to kind of um, reveal within themselves things about their brand that they might have not ever even known. And so I would love to know a little bit more about how an influencer can essentially become a part of the collective if they're not ShopStyle Collective, and how do you kind of have those initial conversations that you were just talking about? Yeah, so it's super easy to be part of collective. Um, We don't have any sort of vetting process or approval process. You can go to shopstylecollective.com and and join. And then from there, it's always great, obviously, to be connected with an account manager so that we can really lead you through the process and give you all the details that you need. And one thing that I always like to do, of course, if you're here in LA, I always want to grab coffee and really get to know you and walk you through all of our tools, our dashboard, so you can see all of the opportunities and really get that hands-on experience. Um, but of course, if we're not located in the same area, we can always do, um, a set call or a Google hangout call and account managers are always happy to walk everybody through the tools and answer questions so that you feel confident in using all of the tools that we have available. Yeah. I think that you and I have definitely had a virtual happy hour cocktail mm-hmm. or two <laughs> before. And, you know, I think that you, you know, would agree, you know, when you're kind of talking about this collaborative effort that it's super important for the influencers to really understand, you know, the brands that they're wanting to collaborate with or the brands that they are collaborating with, but how important is it for the brand or the retailer to also understand the influencer and what they bring to the table and how do you and ShopStyle Collective help with this? Oh, that's a good question. Um, You know, like I said, I think all influencers have their goals and retailers and brands have their own specific goals as well. So we definitely like to know all of those focuses, but also know what each is successful at. So getting to know the brands and the retailers say maybe they want um, to do a campaign that's going to really um, help gain exposure for them. We know that there are certain influencers out influencers who have the reach and they have the ability to create really great content that's going to help this brand get that exposure that they need. 
Um, and the other is sometimes retailers are really looking to drive sales for one particular product or line. And we know who is really great at creating that sort of content. So really listening and understanding what the goals are for each, both the retailer and the influencer, and knowing what both um, succeed at so that we're able to connect the right influencer to the right brand and vice versa. And, you know, that really kind of goes back to, you know, what I really praise you guys on uh, about really getting to know who the influencer is, because, you know, everything that you just said, I mean, I know it sounds like a simple strategy, but that's a lot of work. You know, it's, it's a lot of work to really understand the workings of an influencer and, you know, and what they excel in and what they don't. And there's a lot of testing and a lot of, you know, back and forth that kind of goes into that. So, you know, I find that so unique and fascinating about your job. And one of the other things that I find so fascinating about your job is not only the affiliate networks that Shop Style Collective provides, but because of your strong relationships with the thousands of retailers and brands, you're also a media and commerce company, which essentially just means that you're able to garner sponsored campaigns and deals that you can then offer to influencers within the community. So -hmm. can you share with us a little bit about how this works and the importance of this side for the influencer? Definitely. So that's always also one of the first initial conversations that I'll have with a new account or somebody that's interested in joining the collective program. And I think um, you're a great resource for basically creating that perfect media kit that they can share with us. Um, And basically how that process works on our end is um, we'll take a look at the media kit. We'll talk about um, numbers in terms of reach, what your flat fees are, and really see if um, how that basically compares and plays in the market. And once I have all of those details, I go to our campaign team and I tell them about you. I tell them about your numbers, what you're looking to do, and we have again all of these retailers and brands that we work with that come to us that are looking for influencers in these particular um, markets. And then we're able to basically go into our database that pulled all of that information that you initially gave me so that we can begin pitching you to those retailers. Um, And then it's basically a whole cycle through there. And hopefully we're getting great um, success in pitching you and you're happy with the retailers that we're bringing to you and vice versa. Well, I know just from my own personal experience, but really from a from the experience of so many of my just friends and and you know um, other influencers that I you know kind of handle consulting efforts for that they are always just above and beyond so honored and excited and so happy with the deals that you guys are able to provide with them and just the collaborations and the campaigns and it really does lead to a lot of fantastic long-term growth. So I applaud you guys for that. You do a really great job at that. Thank you. Yeah. And I know you kind of just touched on it just now with the media kit, but I would love to know, you know, I know that there's ways that influencers can best prepare and prep to support your efforts and garnering those opportunities that you just mentioned. And I know that you do think that creating things like media kits are important, but are other things like, you know, about me sections on a blog or, you know, facts, what, you know, are those important? And if so, what is it that you or the retailer specifically look for in a media kit besides, you know, demographics and numbers and things like that? Is there a visual component to it? Is there some kind of bio? Can you share with us a little bit on that? 
Sure. I think, um, you know, background data or examples are always really important. I think obviously numbers and reach is a big aspect of it. And that's definitely something that both the campaign team and the retailers look at when we are pitching. But I also think that having examples to share of what you have done and how you have performed for other retailers is also goes a really long way. So obviously you might not be able to give specific details, but giving um, data or background analytics on what we can share with the team. So maybe you don't have a huge reach, but maybe you did a campaign with a retailer that did exponentially well and or went viral. Those are always really great things for us to know because then when we go to the retailer and maybe they're not interested in the numbers, we can still advocate for you and let them know that you performed extremely well with this retailer who's similar um, and you were able to do this for them or do that for them. So having backup information like that is super important. That's awesome. Really fantastic takeaway tips because I think a lot of times that's a question that so many influencers have. They just don't really know what to include or what not to include. Um, My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business for sponsoring the show. So here is the question (laughs) that I know that is always on every influencer's mind. And I just want to kind of paint a picture for a moment. And let's say that there's an influencer that's part of the ShopStyle Collective community. How does this person get that sponsored opportunity? You know, internally, can you share a little bit about how you decide who to offer those opportunities to. And I know that we touched on this a little bit earlier, but I really want to know more about what makes an influencer stick out to you guys among the saturation and what are some key essentials that they need to have or what kind of needs to happen first before you or the retailer can come together and say like, yes, you know, she or he is the perfect fit for this. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's definitely, it it can get tricky at times because, you know, there are so many people in the program and we don't like to treat anybody like a number. We want to give everybody that personal attention that they deserve. Um, so there's always only going to be so many campaigns or so much sponsored content that we can offer. And we try to really spread that across the community. Um, but just generally, quite honestly, I think just in any situation, persistence really does pay off. 
you know, really being confident in letting somebody know why you are so important, you know, having that confidence to come to me or come to an account manager and say, Hey, I know it's been a couple of months. I haven't had a sponsored campaign with you yet. And I know that this is still very new for me, but what can I do to build up that, um, that persona and really create strategies to get myself noticed. Um, this we know that you're going to be top of mind. And again, like I said, we don't like to treat anybody like a number. The more information we have from you and the more we're communicating with you, the more we're advocating for you and you're top of mind, letting us know that you're going on vacation or you're redoing your house or you're looking to, you know, do this project. We're so open to hearing new ideas. I think maybe there isn't a campaign in the pipeline that we're actively working on, but maybe you have this fabulous idea and you don't know who to go to, to bring it up to, because maybe a retailer would be involved. We want to hear about it because we will advocate for you to retailers that you're interested for a special project that you might be independently working on. And I think that that is such like one of the best tips that you can give an influencer with what you just said, because I completely agree with you 200%. And so many times when I talk to influencers or, or clients of my own that I help through, you know, influencer management, they always say that they're like, you know, well, I signed up for this and I haven't heard anything or I don't know what to do or I've done everything that I can do. And to me, I, I think that really, in my opinion, the number one thing that really makes a brand choose to work with one influencer over another is really that influencer coming to the table and saying, look, this is who I am. This is how, this is what I have to offer. This is how I can serve you. Is this helpful? Like, how can I support you? And right. I think the more that they do that, the more that they see those wins over time. Whereas the mm -hmm. ones that, you know, maybe just need to kind of twist around a little bit just to think a little bit differently about that because I think a lot of times people just think that by signing up that's enough or by doing this blog post that's enough or having an Instagram account is enough but you really do have to take the initiative in that next step definitely and I know that we've talked a lot about brands but I also want to talk about the affiliate marketing a little bit and you know as we know that's another major way that an influencer monetizes is really kind of through those essentially aff affiliate links and kind of using those. So I know that Shop Style Collective strives to be, you know, the number one affiliate partner for influencers. And you guys are constantly working on ways to improve and create new powerful tools and just great technology to really enable the partner's success. So you know, the term of influence literally means to move a person or a person's into a desired action. Mm -hmm. And I know that sometimes this idea can kind of rub people the wrong way. You know, they, they'll see that, that idea of influence as some form of like manipulation or something. Now, whereas I see influence as more of a persuasion, which to me can be a very positive and powerful thing. Um, you know, persuasion can really enhance or serve the lives of others. And I think that that's what, you know, influencers that are really trying to strive for long-term growth in this business are really trying to do. But I would love to know from you, what do you think is that happy balance between, you know, the affiliate marketing and the blogging, meaning, for example, 
you know, you see a lot of times influencers that just kind of come around and they, they get so inundated with the affiliate marketing that they kind of become like a walking billboard ad, you right. know, for the affiliate company and everything that they put out are just these affiliate links and there's really no strategy behind it. So I would love to know from, from, from your perspective, what is a way that influencers can really utilize affiliate links and use affiliate marketing in a way that is balanced and really works for them and doesn't oversaturate them and their and their brand. Man, that's another tricky one. I feel like two parts, you know, going back to what we were originally talking about, about staying organic and true and authentic with your content, but also finding that happy balance. Um, I feel like everybody is so different and has a different audience. And it's really listening to your audience because those are the most important people and they're going to tell you, um, if they're happy and if they're not happy and they can see right through that authenticity. Um, and I know it's, it's true. How do you walk through and do all of this without looking like, um, you're a walking billboard. And I think it's really just, it's sometimes really just testing things out, seeing where your, um, your biggest viewership or following is and really getting their feedback. I see a lot of bloggers doing, um, surveys and what they want to see more of. And a lot of people come back to, you know, I want to go back to why I started this and hear from my followers, like what they do want to see. Because again, as you're growing, you might have more of these sponsored posts and campaigns that are coming through and you have certain deliverables that you have to meet in terms of affiliate links and how many you can use and what you should be doing. But remembering of why you started this and really making sure that you are aware of, um, what your followers and your readers are looking for so that you can stay true and organic with them. Does that answer the question? I think so. Absolutely. (laughs) Because I think that, you know, really, you know, the, the audience, you know, once, once an influencer knows who their audience is and knows exactly who they're speaking to, there's not going to be that worry or that stress of, you know, does my audience feel manipulated? Do they feel like I'm, I'm this walking billboard ad because they, they know who you're advocating for. They know that your message and you're just going to attract the ones who, who want to see that from you, you know, who want to see that be part of your messaging. So I think that you hit the nail on the head for sure. Good. There's a, you know, also I, I read this once before and I kind of try to remind myself this every once in a while is, you know, obviously I'm not an influencer, but I use the hashtags on Instagram here and there. And I'm always afraid, Oh, do people think that I'm trying too hard? Am I working too hard at this? And I read something once that was, that said, am I trying too hard? And was like, you know what? I am trying hard and I shouldn't be embarrassed about that because I'm trying to succeed at this. And I think that's something that you have to kind of step outside of and not feel insecure or intimidated at the fact that you're using too much affiliate or you're using too many hashtags because your business is important to you. And if you are trying too hard, there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. And it's really like what you said earlier, it's about testing it out and really seeing what resonates and what works for you. And I, I am giving you like a like props over here. I'm wanting to like clap silently when you just saying like, (laughs) yeah, I'm trying hard. Like I want this to work really, really well. And I'm trying to navigate what works best for me and for my audience. So heck yeah, I'm trying hard. (laughs) Yeah. 
Now, a lot of questions regarding influence that I've explored are tied to success. So I would love to know what that tipping point moment was for you, if you do have one. Like if you can think back, what was that one moment that you noticed your influence or the influence of Shop Style Collective was really turning into more growth and more profits and more business success? Hmm. I feel like it's constantly evolving and it's constantly changing. And one day you are on cloud nine and you're doing really well. And then the next day, you know, maybe something's not working or somebody else created something that might be a little bit better than what, what you've got going on. And I think in this industry, it's really, um, challenging to, to, um, measure success because it's always rapidly changing. I think for us, um, having specific influencers that have that authority and have that influence, not only just on their readers in terms of fashion and what they're doing, but have that influence to show other influencers, like I'm doing this and it's, it's working for me and makes other people think like, Oh, I wonder, you know, what, what shop style has that made this person start using them. And I think that are it's word of mouth. And like you said, it's really where we are genuine and authentic and want to help people succeed. Um, and I think a lot of the times when it's an account of ours that comes to us and says, I really love you guys. I don't know what I was doing for so long or why I haven't been working with you. Like that is really the biggest success for us when we hear from people that it works and they feel trust and they feel supported that's when we feel our greatest. Uh, and I'm sure that there's nothing better than that, hearing that and just letting it kind of resonate because you know that that what you do not only matters, but it, it literally works. I mean, you're seeing it right in front of you. You're seeing these bloggers' careers change because of what you're able to support them with. So I think that that's amazing. And I want to talk a little bit about um, the blog space a bit. As... Um, as I know, and as you know, blogs are such an integral part to your community. And I also know at the same time, though, a lot of people are now saying like, blogs are dying or blogs are going away. So I would love to know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I feel like I go back and forth with that one a lot because, and it's just really based on conversations that I have with bloggers. I think that, you know, six, seven months ago when Instagram and I still believe Instagram is ruling the game. Um, I was hearing defeat and I was hearing um, concerns from bloggers that their blog traffic had really gone down and everybody was really only looking at their Instagram. Um, But I would also hear, you know, I am focused on Instagram and I really want to do well with this because I know that this is kind of where it's at right now. But I also feel like my blog is my bread and butter. It's my meat and potatoes. This is where I started. So I'm not going to lose sight on the blog. And I think that's true. I think, you know, there are so many apps out there and these apps are constantly changing and there's always a new tool to use. But at the end of the day, where you started was your blog. And I think that you shouldn't lose focus on that. That should always still be 
that main place where you're able to connect back to so that you're really able to show like, this is, this is my home and this is the space where my followers come and they feel connected to me. And it's a little bit more of a community, whereas Instagram is as well. But I think on your blog, you're really able to get more in detail and really show who you are. And I think that I still do believe that that blog is that, that safe space. I would agree completely. And I also think that it's so important to remember as influencers that your blog is the place that you actually own, you know, like none of us own Instagram, none of us own Facebook, and we don't even own the content that we put out there. That's kind of, you know, we kind of sign our life away, so to speak, when we make that agreement to use those apps and, you know, they could... I could post something tomorrow and if Facebook wanted to, they could go put it on a billboard and there's nothing that I could do about it. So, you know, I think that it's, it's important to remember that your blog is kind of your sacred space and that place that you do own, which is so important. And I kind of want to switch gears over to social media a little bit, um, as we kind of just naturally did that when we were talking about Instagram, but really the role that that plays on an influencer's career. Um, how much does social media play in the growth of an influencer from your perspective and what social media platform? I know that you said Instagram, so maybe we can dig into that a little bit more, but do you see being the most successful for the community under shop style collective? It's interesting. Cause like I said, I do think Instagram has changed the game because it's given influencers the opportunity to reach an audience that they might not have on their blog. Um, but at the same time, just from conversations that I've had with different people, when this out, these algorithms really change the system sometimes. And I know from talking to others that their follower count has changed and they don't believe in, um, purchasing followers or doing anything like that. And they want to stay organic, but they've felt as though their increase has percentage wise has really decreased. Um, so I find that interesting, but I also think that there are so many tools now with Instagram stories, giving people the ability to connect even more. And if you're verified, you're able to swipe up and really kind of track back to your blog and connect with other, um, platforms is really important. And I think monetizing your Instagram as well has, is get is coming to new heights. So I think that that is still very much so a place where it's expanding and it's growing. And I think there'll be more opportunity there as well. I find that, um, really interesting that you say that with the, with the stories and, and even like the new slide graphics that you can do on Instagram. I'm really kind of curious to see how that plays out, you know, throughout the year. Um, And one thing that I wanted to talk about, and you just kind of mentioned it a little bit with buying followers. Um, I wanted to ask you what, what, what you think influencers should stop doing on social media and what mistakes do you consistently see being made? One of the mistakes, I I don't really think that I notice it as much anymore, but I think kind of maybe a couple of years ago or a few years ago, people were buying a lot of followers. And then when engagement became, you know, virtually, as important, if not more important than a following number, mm-hmm. you really kind of started started to see the the negative effects of buying followers for a lot of influencers, and um, and I know that uh, that you maybe maybe some out there that were doing that kind of stopped and really st- started to focus on authentic engagement. 
So I'd love to know from you, you know, what do you see um, that are some mistakes that that influencers are, are, are doing or, or maybe some some things that they might not even know as a mistake that you see as something that's consistently being made? And what do you think that they should maybe focus on instead? That's a really great point about, um, you know, purchasing followers and engagement decreasing. I think that's something that bloggers may not realize is we definitely take a look at your Instagram following for sure. That is sometimes a big indicator of like, that's that first quick thing that you can see on your own without having to ask for more information about your reach. But it's also, um, obvious when you don't seem to have as high as an engagement. And then it's very clear that that following might not completely be true. So when it does come to sponsored content and campaigns, we can't advocate as well when we can't promote your engagement. So I actually think that that is a really, um, you know, a really big mistake and something to take note of and to remember that we're looking at everything. Um, but again, it's just keeping that authentic, um, engagement and how you're connecting with other influencers in the community as well. I think there's kind of, and I don't actually know too much information about this at the moment, but there's something going on out there in, in the Instagram world or that has something to do with like giveaways and, you know, following this person and that person. And, connecting with others to be entered in a giveaway. And I, we wonder sometimes, is that, is that sort of like in that plan? Like what is, what's going on with this giveaway that's going on right now? So that's something that we're, we're interested in to see how that plays with, you know, that authentic engagement and gaining followers. Yeah. I've always wondered that myself too. And I felt like a couple of years ago, um, the whole like loop giveaway thing had kind of like reared its head and, and, and then it got quickly oversaturated. And then I think that even the FTC started changing the roles and requirements of what you could do within that, um, Mm -hmm. in terms of tagging and things like that on Instagram. But I have noticed over just really since like 2017 started, the loops have kind of come back in a way. And I think, um, it's interesting to see, you know, I know that it helps bump up. It can help bump up, you know, a ton amount of followers, but I think seeing how that helps with overall engagement, like, are these people actually engaged in the other stuff that you're, the other content that you're putting out there, or are they just wanting that Chanel bag, you know? So right. it's like, it's going to be interesting to see kind of, you know, how that does play out. And, um, and I'm interested to, to, to notice that as well with you, especially with this year. Um, that's kind of been on my forefront as well. Um, but yeah, I would like to talk about, um, engagement a little bit more, um, what do you think are some simple steps or tips that an influencer can do to try and grow their reach and engagement on social media? Um, I think that really staying connected to your community is really important. And, you know, not to really go back to the the loop giveaway, because obviously you're gaining followers by the support of um, others that you're connected with in the community. But I think it is about, um, really having and establishing those relationships with others that you can connect with each other and really kind of share that engagement as well. Really connecting with people, um, just in your comments and, 
you know, supporting each other in talking about what's working for you and how you can help each other in um, really learning how all of that kind of works. Totally. Um, and I would love to know what is your best advice or what best advice could you give to a new influencer or blogger that's starting out today? You know, what would be some key takeaways that you could share with them today if they're listening? Um, I think, you know, like I said earlier about sponsored content, it's being vocal, not being afraid to put yourself out there and really connect with people. Don't be embarrassed or afraid to reach out to somebody that you admire and say, Hey, I'd really like to take you for coffee and just kind of get to know you a little bit more. Um, I think that's super important. It's about really establishing relationships and networking. I think it's always kind of, you know, who, you know, you never know where that relationship is going to take you. And I'm definitely a true believer in just being nice and working hard. You know, you always want to be nice to everybody that comes your way and show them that you work hard and really put yourself out there so that you're always able to connect and get that advice and that support. That is fantastic advice. I would completely agree with you. 200%. And before we wrap this up, I do have um, one more question. I would love to know, what does influence mean to you? Hmm. I definitely think it is kind of like you said earlier, it's in in a positive way, it's more persuasion. I think this day and age, we are all so tapped into our social media and the blogs that we read And I definitely find myself thinking that I need five pairs of shoes when I actually don't need to. But I think it's really just, you know, supporting each other. I think, you know, obviously it's not all about um, girls that are bloggers, but I think that influence and influencers has really opened the door and created this space for, for girl bosses and for women to support other women And I think it's a really beautiful thing that we can all influence each other to make each other better and to open our eyes to new things, keeping an open mind and really just supporting other women. And I love that. I am all about the, the girl boss and, and really kind of women showing up and having their voices heard. And I agree with you. I think that the, the blogger platform and the influencer platform, although not a hundred percent women is predominantly women. And I think that it's just been a space that has really opened up so many opportunities. So that's why I love to be a part of it. And I'm sure that you feel the same way. Um, so Deanna, where can everyone find you or find shop style online and where can we um, get more information? Yeah. So super easy. It's just shopstylecollective.com. You can create an account. Um, and from there, once you do create an account, we can definitely put you in the right direction for the account manager that is, um, more close in territory to you so that you can have somebody to really help you and walk you through next steps. 
Awesome. Well, if you are listening today and you have been flirting with the idea of aligning with Shop Style Collective, I would say to go ahead and take that leap of faith and do it. I hope today's podcast really shed more light on the quality and integrity of their business. They have always been such a great partner and supporter for myself and so many of my fellow colleagues. And I would love for you to check out the show notes of this episode where I lay out some of the most important takeaways that Deanna drove home for us today. You can find those show notes at www.theinfluencerpodcast.com. And Deanna, thank you so much again. You are such a trailblazer in this industry and supporter for influencers in this space. And I really do appreciate everything that you're doing. And I'm so excited for what's to come. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Are you ready to create your own industry-leading influence? For show notes, downloads, and action-based tips, head to www.theinfluencerpodcast.com where you can find out more about this week's episode, guest, and our host, Julie Solomon. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please take a minute to go to iTunes and leave a review so we can help other influencers like yourself build their own successful business.